Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Welcome to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. This is a podcast not about the Armchair Cricket uh, board game or the app, but this is a cricket podcast from an armchair critic or an armchair specialist or an armchair viewer's perspective. So, um, we would like to concentrate on uh, the longer format of the game. We are fans of the longer format of the game, me and few of our guests that you will hear on this podcast. Uh, where relevant, we would also talk about ODIs and T20s, but our main focus will be on the longer format of the game. So, what is the motivation behind this podcast? I thought to myself, uh, recently I was speaking to a few friends and we came up with the idea that we spend a lot of our time following test cricket that happens worldwide and maybe it is good if we were to put out our thoughts um, just to the world out there in general and uh, this way we get to learn more and we get a productive uh, outcome of all the cricket that we follow. This is one of the motivations. And of course, um, the points of focus for this podcast, uh, I am an expat, an Indian expat living in the Netherlands. Therefore, uh, for me, I still follow Team India very passionately. So my point of focus will be India and uh, also the other cricket playing countries will follow. And because I live in the Netherlands, we would also highlight any Netherlands related cricket events as and when they come up. So today, I have with me a close friend of mine, Giridhar, 
I'll probably call him Giri throughout the podcast. So, welcome Giri. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ajit. Well, I thought uh, you mentioned your name, but maybe I was I'm mistaken. I didn't. I don't think you mentioned your name. Um, <laughs> so uh, let me introduce you, my friend, Ajit. Uh, I've known Ajit for for over a decade now. Uh, we whenever we catch up, um, we end up speaking a lot about cricket, and uh, which is a game we love. We hold that game very close to our heart. Um, so the the discussions that we have every other day is about cricket as like i said and then um so ajit um when when i spoke to ajit last time uh, he mentioned that he had an idea about recording these discussions in the form of a podcast and he has many other friends who also uh, follow cricket very closely so uh, i'm supposed to be the guinea pig uh, uh, so let's see how it goes um, like ajit said i i know him for quite a while uh, i also follow team india and its cricket uh closely as much as i can as as much as my time allows um i also am a huge fan of test cricket the purest form of cricket um so i i i am a bit of a purist so if you hear me talk more uh about fast bowling uh or uh, a spinner who who takes uh, who who bowls long spells and how i appreciate uh, their effort i'm really uh, you really know that i'm talking about uh, something that i love um so um f- f- uh, without further ado i think this is enough of a description a description um so we can get started um so ajit the stage is yours thank you uh, so we usually structure our uh, discussions in such a way that we first talk about uh, the ongoing matches or series then we would look at other uh, cricketing world news so uh, jumping right in the first thing we would like to discuss is india versus australia test series currently going on down under so we are in the third test the series is tied one all and uh, we are recording this on the uh, just before the last day of the third test at melbourne the boxing day test begins so the first thing is uh, just as a summary of what's going on India batted first and scored 443 for 7 and then um Australia scored 151 in their first innings. Uh captain Virat Kohli did not choose to enforce a follow on. He chose to instead bat on so that his bowlers get a respite and the pitch deteriorates in the meantime. So uh, batting third India scored 106 for 8 declared setting a target of 399 for Australia. Uh so when the Australia started the fourth day or when they started their innings on the fourth day we were not sure if the match would go into the fifth day so here australia closed the fourth day at 258 for 8 this is a very good uh, effort from them in the fourth innings so they were effectively there were a lot of very good contributions right down the order khwaja made 33 marsh 44 and head 34 pain made 26 and uh, the most important contribution was patrick cummins who not only took six wickets in the indian second innings but also followed it up with this wonderful knock of 61 just in 103 balls which effectively means um even though they are eight down they push india into the fifth day of the game and they give themselves a chance of maybe saving the test and taking uh, it to a decider in sydney which is the upcoming test next week so this is sort of highlight of what has gone on but if you were to dig a bit deeper so giri what is the expected result for the third test do you think Well, 
I have to admit, it has been a strong performance by India. Uh, but Australia did fight back today, uh, or yesterday. Um, and Pat Cummings is holding his hand very strong, so I think he's going to pose a challenge. Um, and we also have some other factors, such as the weather. Uh, we have some precipitation expectation. I don't know how much it's going to rain uh, during the day. They expect that it will rain in the morning, just before the st uh, start, I guess. Uh, considering all this, I am still inclined to believe it's uh, India who is going to come out victorious at the end of this, uh, at the end of the game, depending on how much time they need to bowl Australia out. However, uh, if weather plays spoil sport, we may actually have Australia um, earning an uh, well, a miraculous draw. It's it's nothing short of a miracle if they can pull this off. Well, it's happened. Well, it's happened yeah. before. Yeah. As we will discuss in the upcoming uh, section with New Zealand. It happened. The yeah, but but they're still. Uh, about 140 runs behind, so it, victory would be uh, a bit far-fetched, I would say. Uh, victory I don't see happening, but well, if they get a day's play and if they were to play a session out, that would really bring victory as well into into focus. But for me, uh, based on what you said, hmm. even though there may be some loss of time big to rain, I would expect that, uh, look, India requires two good balls to wrap the test up, yeah. effectively. Yeah. And I'm considering this, what you say, Pat Cummins has been playing very stoically. But if he's dismissed, that, that would be the end of that. The rest of the order, the remaining batsman would fall very quickly. That was probably um, Hazelwood. He's not a really good exponent against spin. So, but uh, if you were to look at uh, the major performers in this test, so of course, Cheteshwar Pujara, the first innings, uh, 100. Now is so much more in focus, 106 out of 319 balls. I think he crossed his 100 only after, uh, with about 280 balls. That was his slowest 100. But right, is that so? the impact of this 100 is now more and more obvious. I was very surprised. I remember on the second morning, uh, him and Kohli started and Kohli scored 22 runs on the fourth session of the test. On the morning session of the second day, Kohli only managed to score 22 runs, which I think is quite unexpected considering the kind of stroke In about that he 20, is. 25, 26 overs, right? Exactly. Oh, that's, uh... But uh, now I see where it is going on, where, where it has led to. So... Um, the other thing is, of course, the other main performer for me is... Um, but I have to mention something uh, at this point, because uh, at the end of um, his innings, I think at the end of the second day, when I think uh, the Australian commentators, one of them, did an interview of Cheteshwar Pudara, Pujara, he mentioned it's not an easy wicket to bat on. And uh, people were wondering uh, if India were really slow uh, in scoring their runs just to make the bowlers, Australian bowlers, um, spend a lot of time uh, on the field, you know, tire them out. It helps. Um, it helps. But Cheteshwar Pujara did mention this. It's not an easy wicket to bat on. So I guess uh, his 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 assessment was quite good. I mean, quite good, to be honest. Yes. It may have become better yesterday. Maybe Indian bowlers were also a bit tired because uh, they couldn't keep up the uh, keep up the uh, intensity for a complete uh, three sessions yesterday. So... But then again, yeah, uh, you, you, yeah. Continue with uh, what you were saying. I no, forgot no, what no. you were saying. <laughs> I would say I agree with you that um, in this case, I think Pujara got it right when he said India had enough runs in the bank to wrap this match up. It has been proven that this might very well be the case. Yeah. And um, also, let's not take away anything from the Indian bowlers. Uh, yeah. My personal opinion: Indian bowlers have bowled much better than their Australian counterparts in this entire series. Yeah. The, the loss in the second test was purely due to uh, the 
let's say the collapse the indian batting suffered in the second innings hmm. otherwise i think it would still be very competitive i still think toss had something to do with uh, the birth test agree yeah, go ahead go ahead this thing and also i think there was a mistake in um, fielding four fast bowlers they agree. needed a so, variation yeah as much as i like uh, umesh yadav and uh, let's say the uh, the nature of his performance performance that he can bring you wickets out of nowhere because of his sharpness i would say jadeja would have been a much better bowler yeah. ashwin was out injured this is good but uh, jadeja i think he's shown his impact in this test match exactly yeah. he's held one end up and and he bowls in the into the rough and australia have a lot of left handers exactly. so he's made a huge difference uh, this time around this is very good because they have a lot of fast bowlers who bowl uh, uh, over the wicket and that is that creates a rough for a left hander outside his arsenal this is good and the other thing is he makes you play every ball yeah which is a very big thing normally you don't leave a spinner all right but if it's a left hand if it's a left hander batting and if it's ashwin bowling if they are sure that this is a ball that's going to turn away from them because mm. it's an off spinner bowling they would probably let the ball go unless he's bowling leg breaks uh, out and out he does breaks. he does he does but yeah. i think there is enough he does also bowl a carom ball but if you take 80% of his balls to be off breaks yeah there is a chance you can leave it because it's not going to hit the stumps okay. yeah. but jadeja is basically uh, he's bowling into left handers yeah and he makes them play every ball this actually played into the um, strategy that i think kohli had yeah also i saw um, if i were to look at it that way a couple of dismissal were dismissals were planned beautifully hmm. were planned beautifully in such a way that the i think for example our aaron finch's dismissal yeah. with my uncle was standing very close at short mid wicket in the first innings hmm. was a gem i think or oh, second innings sorry uh, was a gem i heard this was actually uh, very well thought out it was preplanned uh before they even took the field what if i tell you it was a copy aaron finch was dismissed the same way in the third test against uh, pakistan recently in uae yes was uh, with the bowling of uh, the guy who's injured right now who's not playing who's not very fast actually uh mohammed uh, what's the guy abbas mohammed abbas this guy yeah. they planned that he should be dismissed in such a very scot either at silly midon or short mid wicket whatever you call it that region and this guy bowls in the corridor and he bowled a ball on the stumps and then finch played into mid wicket's hands he flicked it straight into just wide of mid wicket it's not okay. an easy catch so i see this uh, captaincy now is coming through from kohli and management team that supports yeah. him so they've done so much of analysis uh, that's some, something to and, be and, and you know i think we spoke about this earlier finch likes to feel the bat uh, ball on the bat so he's he's a guy who likes to have a touch exactly he's a touch player so uh, oh, but uh, lakshman was a touch yeah. player so was sehwa they didn't believe in letting balls go they would rather block it you know yeah. but then i think uh, just to uh, talk about it a bit more i think finch does not belong at number 1 he belongs at number 5 number 4 because he's good at counter attacking he's more of a middle order batsman he's not really good at the new ball he would play the new ball for sure and but then there comes his frailty against spin you would think but he's a very accomplished one day player and you would think he would bring that out and at a, over with a slightly older ball 20 or 20 or 40 year old ball i think he's much more effective and mm. if anything i heard the radio commentators yesterday talking the, talking about this a bit more i hear uh, either abc grandstand or something i rather listen to test cricket i'm a bigger fan of listening rather than viewing but at this point in time what i heard one of the things that jim maxwell a very seasoned radio, radio commentator said is it would make sense if khwaja has opened before for australia yeah promote khwaja to open drop aaron finch down the order mm. right and let if required i would say let sean marsh pack at 3 he has done this before mm. so do this change mm. and this will help 
the existing lineup the other thing is to bring in a new batter yeah right but uh, bring in probably i don't see peter hanscom has done enough to come back already mm-hmm. but maybe there are a couple of openers that are knocking on australian test cricket what happened to this guy uh, this left hander I, i forgot his name matrinshaw matrinshaw what, what happened to him i don't think he's done enough this season from what i have read a little bit so he's one of the runners he's one of the mm-hmm. front runners there's a guy called jordan silk i think mm-hmm. so these are all people who are front runners about you know sort of like does does he shot deserve a chance he's good he's definitely good but i don't know if he has the Uh, let's say the patience to last out a spell or two oh, he's, he's a bit, in, bit of an impatient guy he needs to no he's more of a counter attacker he's more of a rishabh pant ah okay you would, you would play him at a role when you're closer to the new ball second yeah. ball in this case. Yeah, i mean i hate to say this but i think they miss david warner and uh, steven smith without a doubt without yeah. a doubt so you see what what's missing in their side now come on uh, that's 1700s from warner and 2500s from smith yeah. if you take and out kohli and pujara what do you think will happen to the indian cricket team has happened all about yeah this is just this is lack, of card, but uh, yes. lack of cards lack of cards all right uh, so we'll discuss a little bit more about uh, well smith and uh, bancroft seem to have said a few things we'll go into it at a let- later section in the yeah. going sure. forward well uh, there are some nice on field sledging stories that i hear you tell me today would you like to recount them again please well uh, <laughs> i think we've had some uh, I don't know if we can call it uh, real sledging. I think it was more of a banter. That that would um, be the right word. Probably yeah, because I think the kind of sledging you would have expected of seeing with Warner around, I think it would have been much more. Uh, yeah. it, it would have been much more uh, controversial. You know, the Rev- Warner Reverend is bull right. mode. So <laughs> Reverend has, Warner, yeah. He's not Reverend. Reverend is when he's quiet. So yeah. The bull mode is when he's attacking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, go on. So the bull bull mode is not available. So I think the best they can do right now is. have team pain <laughs> say a few words here and there uh, i think we had some uh, nice in- interesting uh, stories coming up throughout this series uh, they had a small altica- altercation between uh, team pain and virat kohli i think during the perth test this is good they yeah, almost clashed i think there was a body clash or something or just short of it maybe yeah yeah and then team pain uh, talking mm-hmm. to virat kohli and the umpire warning him it was i think it was really nothing that's really, good that's good yeah it was okay but sure. in this test match um <laughs> I think when um, Rishabh Pant came on to bat uh, was it during the second innings I believe so yeah No it was in the second innings yes yeah so yeah. when he came over to bat in during the second innings with I think India 5 down yeah um so when he walked in uh, Tim Payne had a few words of encouragement uh, for uh, Rishabh Pant reminding him that um Dhoni was to take over his place in the ODI side in the yeah. upcoming series against Australia and New Zealand the yes, ODI series yeah. which comes up uh, ne- early next year and he also reminded him that uh, there would be a spot in the hobart hurricanes the t20 team that's very generous uh, for <laughs> for uh, yeah. for a batsman and rishabh pant knowing that he's an attacker uh, it would be a nice addition to their side so he was basically trying to um, um, sell that team to rishabh pant and he even mentioned uh, something on a personal note i be- uh, note i believe so he said uh, hobart is a nice town i can uh, provide you some accommodation over there some apartment and maybe if you're good at babysitting you can you can look after my kids and uh, me and my wife will go watch a movie uh, and this is banter i love this so yeah and it should be at this level there's nothing personal side and the point is being made here yeah. there's a little bit of a taunt you know that your place is under threat in the odi team look this is wonderful this is what i would like to see Yeah, Previously, and then and then you know what happened in the same over. I think th- two or three balls later, Rishabh tried to uh, hit him over the top of long off, and he almost hold out. So it almost worked on Rishabh. So it was. Uh, 
this is a classic thing an australian keep, wicket keeper bantering with uh, the opposition batsman and by the way every keeper talks mm. and this is i think a description job description you have mm. to talk at the end of the day i have played uh, well while playing in our uh, netherland leagues i have seen my keeper being asked to shut up i have had to ask keepers to kindly keep quiet you know sort of things but also uh, you know healy was the past master at this he used to be able to uh, have a chat with the boon or wa you know mark wa or steve wa or mark taylor anybody who's at slip or short uh, mid wicket or silly mid on they used to talk about the so there's this very famous anecdote in the 80s late 80s if i'm not wrong in the 89 ashes or something like this when um my getting was quite rampant and they had to find a way to shut him up so there is this uh, i think it might even be early 90s because one was bowling mm. and then one uh, i think the story goes like this it it's sort of paraphrase so um healy tells one my my getting is also you know let's say he's a very substantial person substantially built person <laughs> so the joke goes um uh, healy shouts to one let me put a mars bar on the good length and then this guy is tempted to go after it and he may give us his wicket to which catting replies you know you have bone at shot silly the shot he leg. might beat me up to it he might beat me to it this is the story so this is fantastic so i mean uh, this has to be there this is a part of the game and it's mm. very much a part of the australian game so mm. it's very this is very culturally how they play the cricket. do you know this conversation between uh, shane warne and uh, edo brandes do you do you oh remember that guy yes you yes. remember that yes. the biscuit conversation <laughs> i think we should leave it out of it but that's excellent no, that's excellent no this, but that's that was i think on more on the uh, personal side so that's we shouldn't have that That's was it Megra? Okay. Is the give me a biscuit and a glass of milk. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, That's so Megra. That was more personal I think. We don't have that such uh, banter. Uh, Megra has a history of talking uh, personally to batsmen and their let's say proclivities okay. and habits. So there there's another side of to the story now because uh, Australia came back to bat yeah. uh, during the second innings and when Tim Payne walked in I think Rishabh Pant was waiting. Yeah. Yeah, he was waiting uh, for his moment and when Tim Payne arrived um <laughs> um he he didn't actually talk to Tim Payne uh, directly he talked to one of the fielders Mayan Kagarwal I think he was uh, fielding at short leg. short point silly point or short leg one of those places cool. Cool. uh he he told Mayan Kagarwal uh, um he actually tried to explain the definition of a temporary captain indeed yeah That's so he he just told Mayan Kagarwal hey Mayan do you know what is the meaning of a temporary captain here we have one who is playing amongst us look there is no such thing as a temporary captain but that's it's it's i'm i'm happy to see this is a cerebral sort of a comeback yeah nothing uh, nothing below the waist or nothing about his ancestry or his nothing like monkey gate for example any of those silly no. things so i like this and well it's fine you know i'm sure everybody around tim pain uh, is not pointing that to him yeah. that he's keeping the seat warm until either sir smith comes back or whatever but look there is no such thing as a temporary captain if you have led your side through one match you are a captain of the side you are an ex captain later yeah. there is no such thing as a temporary captain but that's good okay. but what i like you are right that they adopted the right approach maybe there was some uh, maybe the umpire tried to admonish them but that's something we might not take into consideration in this conversation yeah i think sunil gavaskar fought back you said earlier yeah i think so i mean sunil gavaskar said it's 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 okay as long as uh, they keep it civil that this right. is what should be and use no uh, unparliamentary words and nothing about your background or character of your family but i think they have nobody has crossed the line yet that's the whole point i mean, look the imaginary line that the aussies draw for themselves lines have been crossed 
but which as keeps, long as yeah. when fast bowlers are bowling these things happen i've been told a few nice things by fast bowlers in the netherlands leagues that happen so you leave it because at the end they asked me would they would i want a whiskey or a beer so hmm. that's all it was so that's how it should be so that that's very nice these stories uh, keep the cricket very realistic and that's how it should be yeah and um, okay the last point i would like to make here is karaoke friend is very nice well comment yeah another i mean this is again something we shouldn't be talking about because it takes the highlight it yeah, takes the uh, spotlight away from the game uh, yes, because yes, we have yes. had such a nice test series very hard fought good it spirit everywhere uh, but i think commentator says a few things which are which are in the railway on, you know? canteen yeah. they're in the railway canteen club or some such thing you know so a 300 is a 300 and if you score it on your backyard a 300 is worth 300 yeah and we are talking about mayank agarwal here indeed who has a triple century on his name that's the, the first class cricket that's the point so he, this guy says it's jalandhar railway canteen club or whatever so look and i like avishastri's come back he says when you open a cafe let him come smell the coffee there or whatever and he's going to decide which one is better right so some such and of course there's also this uh, i think he ended up saying one more thing who would name their kid chateshwar jadeja because those are tough names for him but that's okay but do you know how his name is spelled his yeah. last name kerry okif yeah okif yeah it's uh, o apostrophe K double E double F E. Oh, you would you expect double F there? No, that's a single F. But okay. No, no. Is it interesting? No, it is story? double F. Maybe he went to one of those Indian uh, numerals. Numerals. It's highly possible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's an Irish name, and they have a few. No, but uh, you cannot comment on those things, right? I mean, you you can't pronounce a name properly. That's that's not your. That's not. Call him C Pujara if you want. Yeah. Ravinder J. I mean, whatever Ravinder J. Fine. So that's okay. I mean, look. They all But he has apologized by the way. He has apologized Not for, for the his one. the Mayank Agarwal thing. Of course he would. Uh, and the, his co-commentators uh, I think they they also spoke to him about it. So I think uh, Look, there are lines even commentators have, right? You remember what happened with Dean Jones when he called Amla something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good. And he almost nearly lost his commenting career, commentating career, right? Yeah. So uh, that's okay. I mean, but look, I always believe Australia uses their media as one of the let's say modes of attack yeah my games my games right that's that's good that's good that's not a problem all right that was a good um, rap about so where But do you the, see the series going no just wait just wait so i i still think it's 85% india winning and 15% of any other result be it an australian win or a draw so this is the test number 3 this is test number 3 this, this the, match yeah let's say india wins it goes to plan you know india wins what do you see happening on scg whether ashwin and jadeja should play together do you think This is one change that has to happen. Yeah, SCG is traditionally a spinner's track, so it unless it's not rained, unless, unless it has rained a lot, then if it has, it will hold together better. They say, but go on. Yeah, go but um, Ashwin has to be fit. Fit. I'm really if hoping. If he isn't, is. if he isn't fit and wants to uh, play two spinners, then Kuldeep Yadav has to come in. Agreed. So you said two spinners. Yeah, Kuldeep Yadav and Jadeja. Who who goes out from the team then? Who uh, let's say Ashwin? Oh, it's a rest. very very difficult question because we have very good fast bowlers, three of them. Yeah. So we have Shami, Ishan Sharma, and uh, Boomer. You don't mind. see Boomer. Come Boomer on. And I think I would leave out Ishan. Precisely, that would be my thought as well. Because That's he's more of a harsh. hit the deck bowler, and then SCG. I don't know if it's uh, if has lots lots of problems. It helps. It helps because I think Stuart, uh, all these people who played for Australia a while back, just came out of the Sydney cricket ground from there. Same sort of hit the ground or hit the length sort of bowlers. But l- look, for me, it's unfortunate. You can't drop Boomer. He's yeah, he's taken eight by the way, and I'm really hoping he gets the other two wickets tomorrow morning quickly, mm-hmm. so that he gets to ten four. He's never had a first class ten four is what I read, right? He deserves that this match. And if you look at it, 
Ishant is the odd man out. Shami brings something more. He's he is very good in second innings and he reverse swings the ball. Old ball. Old exactly. ball, yeah. So he's very good at cleaning up the tail. Precisely. So then what... But you'd have to include Hardik Pandya? And then... Mm, I'm not too sure about that. I just as a third so. seamer, I think Kohli likes the cushion of three seamers. Two spinners and two then seamers. Then he has to leave out Vihari. Exactly. That was the other change I was going yeah. to talk to you. And Mayank will stay, do you think? Mayank will stay. I don't think... Look, the way I look at... Then who's going to open? Who's going to open? Rohit Sharma. This, is my, this is my okay. part. Rohit has played well. He has experience playing the new ball. Hmm. My team for SCG, given Ashwin is fit, would be the following. Vihari would go out of the team and Ashwin would replace him. Shira Sharma, Ishan Sharma would go out of the team and Hardik uh, Pandya will replace him. Okay. So you have shortened by your uh, batsman by one but you have got two all-rounders in. You have Hardik Pandya and uh, yeah. Ashwin, Ashwin of course is yeah? no mug with a bat. No. no, of course not. So then what you have is then you need look, the way uh, do you see Agarwal. do you see Cheteshwar Pujara opening the batting? That could be the other one. So I, I would say what should happen, what will happen. What okay. should happen, Sharma should open, Rohit Sharma. Okay, the team constitution should be this. What will happen, probably Chet Pujara will be asked to open as a stopgap. Yeah. Of course, Vihari was already a stopgap, right? Yeah. And he has not been able to do much, unfortunate. Will they give another chance to Rahul? Rahul, unfortunately, I think has now fallen behind the pecking order of Agarwal. And given this test match here and so now, you think so. Agarwal replaced Rahul and yes. not uh, Murli Vijay tomorrow if Murli Vijay is on a one test lease that's how I look at it he's, okay. a, he's 35 plus and when he's coming back I think he was lucky he got two tests because I'm a bit harsh here but at 35 plus you have to literally play every series by series or match by match so given that I expected he will at least hit a 50 or he, he's very good in second innings by the way Vijay mm. and so is Rahul unfortunately neither of them clicked in a matter of eight innings together, they had made 100 runs. That was bad. Yeah. Right? So now in the pecking order, the pecking order of Indian openers in tests, is how, this is how I see it. Uh, Prithvi Shaw. Yeah. Agarwal. Yeah. Prithvi Shaw is the coming man. I don't see any uh, anybody really doing So it has there. to be anyone else other than Prithvi Shaw. He's going to be there, but it's it has to be between and Rahul, Mayank Agarwal, and then who else? Who else do we have? I think Rahul. Vijay. So, yeah. So it'll be we Mayank Agarwal, Prithvi Shaw, first choice openers. Now that he's out injured in this test match, hmm. it'll be Agarwal with either Che Pujara or uh, Rohit Sharma. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I expect the team composition to be because Kohli likes the three-seamer, uh, let's say, cushion yeah. and two spinners. And by the way, Ashwin's efficiency, in my opinion, always increases when there is a Jadeja at the other end. A person who's keeping the run rate down by yeah. making the batsman play every ball. And then you have this uh, tightened situation and that's when I have felt I bowl occasionally in the leagues, yes. But mm. I have felt when there's a bowler on the other end who's trying to keep the ball uh, in a same place on mm. a kerchief, as they say, and keep you playing in the same area, yeah. they tend to attack the other side, which is me, or in this case, it would be Ashwin in the real world there, out there. And then, Ashwin will become more effective. Yeah. Even on SCG pitches. This is my personal opinion. They hunt in pairs. They hunt in pairs. They hunt in pairs, exactly. Yeah. Well done. So, this is sort of... Uh, so, what, what's going to happen in SCG then? I would what's say... What's your prediction? For Unless this one first, for, for uh, the one at... Uh, I agree Melbourne. with you about the first one. Uh, the, now, test number three, yes, India should take it. Even a good half an hour is all we need. Hmm. India needs. And the second one, I would say, I would back India to take the series 3-1. Going hmm. into this series, I think they were afraid. If Australia won 4-0, India would forfeit their world number one position in tests. Now, now that's done. far that's out of invincible it. Now. They will not only retain the world Gavaskar trophy, they'll win it. They'll not just retain it. They'll win it. This is my prediction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. SCG is also known sometimes to keep a bit low and slow on second and third days. If Australia win the toss and bat, 
they may bat India out of the game altogether. In that case, it may change. So, if uh, Australia win the toss and let's say all, all whatever we discovered does not go through well or we talked earlier, then Australia may be forced to reinvent. Uh, India may be forced to reinvent. But I have the belief they have enough depth to save the test, take the series to one. So, I'm backing India to win the World Water Gavaskar Trophy. Mm-hmm. This is my prediction. Okay. What about you? Last test? Um, um, it's going to be tough, I think. It's, it's going to be tough. Uh, I would like to see India win. 3-1. But I think there is a chance that it can be a draw. If it's a draw, it's good as long as India take the test. I'm happy. I know, that. but I know we are all biased in of favor course. of India. But um, So, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be very nice. It's, it's been a very hard-fought series. So, looking forward to how it pans out in the new year. After this one, of course. So. All right. Yeah. That's good. All um, right. Now, yes. let's go to the other uh, cricket that's happening around the world. I think we spent a bit more time on the India series, but that's meant to be. That's good. So, um, now... Do, do you know that something happened in the last half an hour when we were talking? No. Not Sri Lanka were bowled out. Oh, God. So they lost four In just three hours. Was Within three Bolt? hours. Was it Trent Bolt again? I, I'm just having a look at the scorecard. Let me see. Uh, I oh. think the last three wickets were between, I think, Wagner and uh, Trent Bolt. That guy is good. He's, he brings so Wagner is, has a 4-4 four four and Trent Bolt has 3-4. Perfect. So, you know what? Let's go to this one because you brought this up. My plan was to discuss... I couldn't resist because uh, they just finished it up now and then... Uh, well. Yeah. This so. is good. This is great. So, effectively, now we are going to talk like this. New Zealand took the test series 1-0, mm. two test series. First test was excellent. Excellent test of character from Sri Lankan team. Yeah. They came back very well. Unfortunately, the second test, the bowling uh, order of New Zealand proved to be too strong, let's say. Right? So, if I were to look at the scorecards... So, indeed, in the next morning, they're just being bowled out. Uh, and what I see bothers me here is that Angelo Matthews did not come out to bat. Yeah, he's I think he's... Yeah. I saw he has been sent for another round of scans for his hamstring. That's a pity. This guy is always breaking down everywhere. He's just like one of those French cars. Nah, it's unfortunate. I agree. He should be more German. But, uh, you know, at least when it comes to cars. But, um, look... Um, I think they used him as a stopgap seamer because he bowls this 120 kbps. I think that's the problem. Yeah. That could be an issue. We but saw him bowl. He was bowling well, no. but... From what but I remember, I think, yeah. he used to suffer back and side spasms when he used okay. to bowl more. But this is hamstring. This it's is something hamstring. Hamstr- it's a recurring thing. It's a very... Is it, is it because of the push-ups he did uh, when he scored that uh, century? <laughs> I hope you don't use any hamstrings while doing push-ups or hamstrings, but... Uh, but poor chap, really poor chap. He's a very talented guy, but we would like to see him play a lot more. But look, um, one of the real world-class players left in that team. It's, mm-hmm. it's been depleted since with retirements and other things Sangha going and, on. Uh, Mahila, yeah. But and Murlidharan, of course. But look, um, they still have a legacy that they need to be very mm-hmm. careful here. They lost a three nil, three uh, nil to England. Given that they are always so strong at home. Mm. It was more or less the same lineup that beat Australia. Three. But I think uh, England had a very strong team. They played well. We yeah, should not take anything away from England, yeah. but this is very unfortunate. Well, that, uh, Moin Ali, you know, Moin Ali is their pre- uh, premier spinner now. Well, he would always call himself the second. He likes the no, but you look at his record now. It's it's he's now become a bowling uh, all rounder. He's he's always been that, but then he's become more effective. That's good. That's good. He's just like Nathan Lyon, for maturity, example. Maturity. Yeah. I think uh, spinners come into their own in their early thirties or late twenties. You know, isn't he in his early thirties? Yeah. Uh, but coming back to Sri Lanka, of course, uh, they, they did play well. Huh? So Chandimal had a fifty. Also, Mendes Kusal Mendes. I think that was that was a turning point for me. Yeah. Mendes's dismissal. Yeah. It was a brain pain. Was it? Oh. Yes. It was a fantastic catch. 
So what happened is this. This is where I would like to talk a little bit about Wagner's utility in this team. When you go to a place like a subcontinent, let's yeah. take that. This is a guy who will bowl short, in, you know, non-stop at you. He, he has two bouncers an over, but four balls an over will be at your body. I like that attitude. And he barks a lot. He talks a lot between balls. Very aggressive. He's a pit bull. He's a pit, He's bull, a pit bull of bull. the team. Yeah. I really love that. Because look what... So this is what he did. I remember that uh, two hours or something leading into Mendes' um, dismissal, he kept bowling short at him. Pushing him back all the time. And he kept this on a constant barrage sort of a way. And then finally when the first ball that was even near length, Mendes was really out. short. It was, it was his release short. And by the way, that catch was taken by Matt Henry. You wouldn't believe it if I were to tell you. This guy is a fast bowler. Yeah, I know. It yeah. was a fantastic catch. It was, it was as good as by any slip fielder anywhere. Mm. And, well, Saudi is one of the slip fielders as well. That guy is excellent in the slips. He already took at least two really good catches this test match. Saudi fields in the slips? Yes, he Doesn't does. he get respite for bowling uh, so many overs? He likes it apparently. So, the some hell? people like to switch off between overs, right? Fastball especially. This guy wants to be in the slips. Because his hands are so big. Yeah, bucket and, bucket and his yeah. skill is so good. One of the catches he took was like, you could compare it to ponting, diving across taking anything from the second mm. slip or driver or any mm. of those greats, you know, slip greats. It was as good as all that. So, uh, But this victory, you know, it was set on the back of the the, the, the twin centuries by uh, Latham and then... Very Nichols. contrasting, I'll say. Yeah. So, Latham took 574 minutes and 370 balls to score as 176. And this was in the second innings. Exactly. This is the third innings of the game and the yeah. second innings. So, they already had a handy lead, right? They had a 70-run lead, almost. But then, what I like is... They ground Sri Lanka down. They did not care about declaring too early. They took it to the last day and they took it, uh, well, they took it into the fourth and the fifth day. It was mm. only the third day, of course. Mm. So they had a lot of time and they took it. And they made sure Sri Lankan bowlers bowled in excess of 150 overs in yeah. the third innings. And of course, Tom Latham, 370 balls for his 176. Strike rate of less than 50. This is fantastic. This is classic test cricket. I, I really liked what he did also in the first test. Hmm. If you remember, he scored a big double hundred, yeah. 265. He's yes. excellent. He carried his bat in spite of scoring 265. That's like fantastic. And is he like Graham Smith? No. With only two or three shots? Uh, yes. Yeah. You could say, I think he cut his Graham down to become that. I okay. think he's an attacker. He's, he's, more, of, he's more effective. Okay. So he's decided to bring his game in focus by only playing the shots that are safest for mm-hmm. him. Graham Smith is a class apart, by the way. Yeah. If you can do this... Over 120 tests, 110 tests, that's when you're Graham Smith. And remember this, they used to always say, at least South African commentators used to say, you can build your house yeah. on Graham Smith yeah. on the fourth innings. On the fourth innings? Yes, that's his, his mental, uh, let's say, fortitude used to come through okay. until he broke his hand a couple of times or something like this. But, but yeah, he was very strong mentally. He was very strong. Mentally very strong. He destroyed, uh, I think, three England captains, one after the other. Every yeah. time South Africa told an uh, England captain designed or something. <laughs> so it's crazy. But uh, yes... This guy could become the next Graham Smith. He has it in him. Yeah. And limited in also his future captain. Or the next Alistair Cook. Let's not leave Also this. future captain? Yes. But I, I don't know how old he is. Nah, he's, he's, he's a few years junior to Kim, Kane Williamson, if I'm not wrong. He still has... I think at some point of time, Kane Williamson is going to tire. He's going to tire. He may just be the senior statesman, you know? Exactly. Just like what Ross Taylor is now. Yeah. Just walk out. Be that that guy is a real genius. Though. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I would like to point you out to that awesome article Osman Samuel wrote mm. about... On the decisive test in Abu Dhabi, if I'm not wrong, and how Ken Williamson on the fourth day took charge and took New Zealand to a point where they were going to either win the test or it would be a draw. His team would not have mm. to worry facing defeat. This mm. guy, one single-handedly, played such a great in- innings 
on a turning pitch, on a cracking Asian pitch against Yasir Shah, who was in his pomp, who had already taken almost 10 wickets in that match. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Osman Samiruddin says, he made it look like an inevitability. This is fantastic. And yeah. that guy is genius. Nobody, I think the most underrated You'd genius. You would expect Kane William to score a century in those conditions, the, given the situation. The way he began, he says, you could see he'll, it'll end in a hundred. It'll mm-hmm. not end in 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And out of those four people, I think Kohli is streets ahead still in terms of his practice. Natural ability as well. And most all-round batsman is Kohli probably. Yeah. The best test batsman is uh, Steven Smith. He's still, in my opinion, one leg above Kohli in tests. Mm-hmm. Yes, Steven Smith, I think, yeah. We'll see what he does once he why, comes why, back. Why do you say so? What's the main reason? What's, what is the differentiating factor? Uh, he's a bit more, uh, let's say he's a bit more unpredictable because his technique is a bit... So they can't execute off. their plans, the bowlers. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Cole is very traditional then, right? Mm. Steven Smith is not. He touches, I don't know, 70 yeah, he's of fidgety. his body. Yeah, he's always yes. fidgety. Yeah, yeah. But also, because of the way he plays, his stance, mm. Yeah. that is different. You have to work that through into your plan as well. And he has... Different scoring areas compared to Kohli. Kohli is our traditional scoring area. And he has a high back lift, right? So he has a very high back lift. Yeah, but for me, it's this, the what is in his head, I think. He's stronger mentally at this point in time in his career in tests than Kohli. Let's see what happens when he, when he comes back. Exactly. I'll, I'll Whether he's broken... Uh, no, he, I, I, I hope not. He's broken. Because it will be a loss to a test cricket. No, no, no. Look, he didn't average 60 from nothing. He was a number 8 that started bowling spin, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And now he's averaging 60 plus in tests. For me, he's a better test match bowler, uh, batsman. Joe Root is number three and then comes Kane Williamson. This is how the world treats. This may have to be revised simply because of the genius of that guy, Kane Williamson. This is the whole point I was trying to make because Kohli is the best all-round Do you think he's better than Martin Crowe? Yes. Kane Williamson? Yes. He was, the be- he was their best, right? Martin Crowe was yes, their best yes, ever. Yes, yeah. For sure. And uh, for me, I mean, I would even dare if I were to offend any Kiwi by saying this, Ross Taylor is going to be better than... Martin Crowe, not just in numbers, but also in terms of results by the time he ends his career. Mm. But uh, Kane Williamson will be one street ahead of Ross Taylor. Mm. He, this guy is certified world class, according to me. Mm-hmm. And with their new ball bowling attack, I think uh, Tim Saudi and uh, Trent Bolt are probably the best new ball bowling attack. Even yeah. better than um, Anderson and Broad yeah. in their own conditions. I would say, I, would, I mean, if I don't know what is the... World, uh, this the world body is planning when it comes to touring. But uh, if the future tours program were to ever allow New Zealand to play in England mm. early, earlier in the year, earlier May, June, you know, this mm. would be a mouth-watering test series. Exactly. Yeah. Or vice versa, England were to play in New Zealand. I have to point out a few things in this game, though, uh, in yeah. this match. Um, so uh, this Sri Lanka had a mammoth. A super mammoth total of 660, a target. Nominal, So, it was never going to happen anyway. Yeah. So, all they could do was, they had to bet out the five days and then see if they could they muster something out, out of it. Literally. Yeah, and basically, it's going yeah, to be very tough. Yeah. Again, swinging ball and all these conditions. Um, I think there, there was also a differentiating factor between Sri Lanka and New Zealand in the first innings. Uh, Team Saudi uh, scored a quick fire 50. 60 yeah, yes, yes. odd. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. more like a T20 innings. And then I think that really set set things up very nicely for uh, New Zealand. Otherwise, they were looking down the barrel. They had lost so many wickets. Yes. And we were watching this live. You yes, remember? Right. They lost uh, all those initial wickets like a pack of cards. And I think Taylor was the only one who could offer some resistance. And then Watling, until Watling. Yeah. Watling and Taylor. Watling yes. and uh, Saudi, they propelled their innings. I think if, if you took out their scores, I think they would be 100 runs short and they would be... No, no, Sri Lanka would have an upper hand. Uh, um, but then, um, spare a thought, 
for uh, Suranga Lakmal. He bowled beautifully. Yeah. He had a fiver in the first innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was very good. Um, and I, I just noticed that um, because of his all-round performance, uh, Team Saudi was named man of the match. That's good. That's great. So because he had a good fifty uh, in the first innings, and then he took um, two wickets in the second innings. And how many wickets did he take in Three. the first innings? So Three. five so wickets. Five yeah. wickets and a fifty. That's so it. they had twin centurions, but they still. Uh, uh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm always in favor of bowlers to see bowlers being awarded man of the best. Especially fast bowlers. Of course. So, yeah. as things stand, I mean, look, you're absolutely right. If Tim Saudi would not have, even if Tim Saudi had scored a 20 there, mm. and New Zealand would have ended up with 120, uh, I don't think um, New Zealand would have been able to bowl Sri Lanka out for 104. Of course, that was bold magic, like six uh, wickets under... 15 balls in under 15 balls and 4 runs conceded that was pure magic it was good it was not great it was a, as you call a brain trade or, or a panic in the dressing room yeah I think they were not equipped uh, to play that they didn't they were not equipped mentally I think they were they, there they were there I think it was just um, brain fade that happened over 15 minutes you know they say there's a test match truism right yeah it happens to a, a bunch of players not one or two that's no 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 that's, that's called a brain fade so you know in test match there's this truism that you can lose uh, Test match in a session, you can never win it in a mm. session. That is a typical example how they lost the test match in a session. And in this case, the series, unfortunately. But yeah, that was a very good... Uh, I think the, if I were to just visit the first match a little bit, um, I think Angelo Matthews and Mendes uh, had done this exact same thing in the first test match. Yeah. He had blocked... I think uh, Mendes' dismissal in the second test match might have been the turning point. Otherwise, him and Chandimal looked like they had booked in for bread and breakfast, as they say, or yeah. as Mr. Barker would say. <laughs> And uh, who, who says that? Boycott. Boycott. <laughs> he says, book, book in, book in uh, for bed and then breakfast tomorrow. I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, that's very good. Unfortunate that, uh, you know. Chandimal, Chandimal played 228 deliveries for his 56 runs. He was not able to score. He's a counter attacker, he's a free scorer. But he, he held his natural game. Yes, yes. They deserved the kudos. If only they had survived that uh, one, you know, if that catch would have been dropped by Matt Hendry or any such thing, I think they would be still batting Sri Lanka. Now I'm disappointed to hear they're wrapped up within five hours this Three morning. Hours. Three hours. Five hours. Third over, they were gone. That's unfortunate. So, but uh, that means I think, let's say, to, uh, to wrap up the series, I think New Zealand are the deserved winners. They have been the front runners. So the series is series. done, right? So. Yes, it's a two-test match series. And they, I think they deserve to win this. I think New Zealand are on the up. You saw they beat Pakistan at home, Naputa, mm-hmm. in the UAE. And now they're winning at home, at their own home. This is fantastic. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping India gets to tour a bit more of New Zealand. I think they don't do enough for test matches yeah, in New Zealand. I think they should go there. They're playing when, was the last time? when was the last time India toured uh, New Zealand? I can't remember. You know, I the one I remember is from 2003, I think. Uh, just before, before the World, World Cup. Cup. Nah, nah, nah. That was way back when. I think they've gone at least twice after that. If you remember, I was talking earlier about Brendan McClellan's 100, the triple 100. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. But they've done one more tour after that. But I would like to see... You know, the Indian team also challenged themselves a bit more. Maybe next, in the next FTP, maybe in 2020 when they're going. Maybe 2020 early or 2019 late, maybe they should go to New Zealand. That would be fantastic. Yeah, should should go to boxing test match over there. I, I think there are some uh, financial considerations on why... There's not money are, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be good for their cricket though. I mean, nah, they can also learn how to play against swimming balls. Somebody like Rishabh Pant. If you are uh, the world number one team... And if you have the kind of clout India and Indian cricket board carries these days, 
it would behoove them to sort of go play in New Zealand and show that they are also bosses in those conditions. Yeah, you're number one. Why wouldn't you want to challenge yourself in the best conditions? I mean, worst conditions. Yeah, yeah, we need to park it. Now. Okay, That's right. Because this is a longer discussion. Yeah. Now, the third series that are ongoing right now is Pakistan versus South Africa. Yeah. I would like to tell you I support Pakistan team and India's not team. That is my second favorite Asian team, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's a pity that uh, they lost the test match. Uh, I thought the test match was set up more or less well towards the end of the first set of innings. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, it was good the way Pakistan bowled and they challenged um, South Africa really in a very strong way. Even though they scored only 181 in the first innings, mm-hmm. they were able to keep South Africa down to 223. This is not something that ballooned out to 300 or 400. That You know, they were able to manage a lead of 40. 40s, right? Right, yeah. It's unfortunate the way their second innings unfolded. I think Shan Masood played well and Imam Ulhak. They set up the, let's say, they were uh, 2 for 101. That's a reasonable comeback. You're 60 for 1 effectively. Yeah. Or 60 for 1 or 55 for 1. From there, you would have expected the more experienced trio of Azhar Ali, Asad Shafiq and Safraz. But you saw how Azhar Ali was uh, uh, dismissed? No, I didn't. It was the most horrible shot. What happened? What happened? He was trying to pull a ball which uh-huh. was way outside off stump and then he got I think he got it on the splice or he didn't it make a good connection. Yeah. Good God. It was not a good shot. I mean, it, it is Duane Oliver, I see. Olivia. Yeah. No, he was quite quick. Huh? He, he rushes you. Exactly. He, he, he just kids off the surface. I don't think he expected him to uh, bowl that quick. Or the there was ball caught, came yeah, he, he was Yeah, he, was, he, he, he didn't make good contact and he was caught in at mid-on. It was a good catch by Rabada but I, rem- I remember... Uh, him getting dismissed. That could very well be the turning point. Yeah, because it was a very stupid shot. I have to admit it, he had to let that go because he was outside Look, it's Centurion. Stuff. You have to expect the ball to be quick off the pitch. It's Centurion. It's not... Uh, but I, it's somebody not, uh, of his pedigree, I would expect him to let that ball go. You know, leave, leaving balls initially. You don't have to feel every ball on your back. I think he's under a bit of fire on from his own teammates because, look, in the first innings, he scored 36 of 69. Mm. He took 100 minutes over it. You know, Asar Ali, for me, plays the same role as Che Pujara does. Very essential. I think you should absorb the pressure. You're number three and or number four. You know, it's fine. Not every number four can be a Tendulkar or Javed Miyandad or whomever, right? Mm. Or Don mm. So it's okay that you take your time and you absorb the pressure. In this team, his role as a sponge who can absorb pressure is more valued for me mm. than as a person who scores or agenda setter. You know, I would leave that to the Asad uh, Shafiqs or the Baba Razams who are following him. And if you really need to do something, I would, I would still back this guy, Shan Masood. I know he's been given quite a few runs in the team, but I would back him. Anyway, coming back here... But he played well during second innings. He played well, yeah. you know. Nobody supported him. You know, a bunch of 30s there. A 30 from Azhar Ali, a 30 from Asad Shafiq, and a bunch of 20s or 30s from Baba Razam and Safraz Ahmad. And the target would have been 250. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what... And this was a low-scoring game. I think nobody scored more than 200 runs. Or is that... No, I think South Africa scored 223 in their first yes. innings. But this was a low-scoring game. Exactly. That another 100 runs, That's this is where we, I think, missed the bus. You know, you have to understand this is not going to be, nobody's going to score 300 or 400 on this pitch. Even if you were to give a 200-run target, the way Mohammad Amir and Shahin Shah Afridi opened on the last day's morning, fantastic. The first half an hour, I couldn't take my eyes off the cricket or I couldn't take my ears off the commentary. I was listening it on radio. It was so good. And, and I think they made a couple of mistakes there. I think... Amla was dropped by Fakhar Zaman. Mm. That could have been very costly. And unfortunately, that decision of Azhar Ali's catch got overturned. I think that was a bit harsh from them. Because for yeah. me, a combination of these two would have made it 30 for 3. 
Yeah. Chasing 150 with Amir and Shahin Shah breathing down their neck and yeah. Whose catch was it? Was, was it uh, uh, Elgar or was it Amla? The catch that was dropped by uh, or considered dropped. Yeah. Or ruled dropped ruled by the third umpire. Was Elgar. Elgar, okay. And Amla was dropped separately with Kazama. Okay. These two were and that was a tough catch. Both of them played uh, mid 50s. So. And there that 100 plus run partnership killed the match. I was so hopeful that the Pakistan are going to Now I don't understand this I mean we have to talk about this because it was an on-field decision a soft signal was out Agreed. and they couldn't find enough evidence to overturn the decision yet look, the third umpire ruled it not out how how can this be That was weird because look it can happen sometimes that uh, when you are taking the catch especially when if your fingers are splitting apart a part of the ball may touch the ground hmm. In this case I don't think it touched the ground it touched the grass So what is the ground really is it the grass is it the ground the hard ground what is the ground so in this case i would think given that you could clearly see his fingers were underneath the ball even mm. though a part of the ball may have touched the ground it was not like he was not in control of the ball mm. because his fingers split apart part of the ball touched the ground that was a bit harsh on them i would have continued to have ruled that out yeah because it really hurts the the bowling team i think you have to favor the bowler in this case nah, i mean look it's it's still a batsman's game for a reason because 10 good balls can be bowled in any 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 stretch of time i agree on all that but given that how important this this particular decision could have proved it could have been a match yeah so anyway what about this um I heard that the uh, coach of uh, Pakistan uh, South Africa is addressing down an Australian Pakistan Mikhi- Australian South African this point Australian actually. South African yes 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 he's an Australian oh, he's citizen a coach of Pakistan Reed, Reed, yes yeah. which is local for all practical purposes so he seemed to have uh, given uh, proper dressing down to the Pakistani middle order i think that's well deserved you say um i think the senior players like we said uh, they should have done better i would park pa- babar azam out of it because i think he did well in the first test Asad Shafiq, Asad Shafiq and Sarfraz Ahmad in my opinion. I think Sarfraz Ahmad has to own up. Yeah, he didn't yeah. do a good job as a captain. No, no, he, no. I think he was under a lot of pressure because uh, they had a horrible series in UAE. Uh, so they lost a series against New Zealand of all countries. I mean, yes. they, they, they didn't expect New Zealand to win and then they did it. So New Zealand were not played a test <clears> in almost nine. I think Sarfraz Ahmad even mentioned in one of his interviews uh, that uh, he's willing to stand down if the team requires him to. Who, who, who is the alternative? I don't know. other than giving it back to Azhar Ali who uh, didn't want it in the first place yeah of course and i think he was a bit miffed there is a bit of uh, other things going on i think he was a bit miffed that they took the one day captaincy away from him that's a different story yeah Asad Shafiq i don't know if he's you need a cool head you need uh, some guy who with mm. good stuff between his ears no i think Az- Azhar Ali is that guy unfortunately i think his chances come and gone i don't know how much is, is it another case of Yunus Khan oh god Yunus Khan let's not go there no okay he, so. he's, he's, he's too much history and he's a proper pathan proper okay. red blooded pathan so okay. that will take an episode all, all by itself that's a good point we should talk about this someday when yeah. there's no yeah. test match cricket going on yunus khan is something i would love to talk about he's he's is a very fascinating character a good reflection of what that part of the world is all about we'll go into it a little okay another day okay so coming back to me, uh, azhar ali yeah i think maybe azhar ali's chances come and gone unfortunately should they give a chance to babar babar azam he's too early in his career same with shan masood So uh, I don't see any viable alternatives unless Asher Shafiq has done any captaincy in his career so far. I have not followed it. Mm-hmm. Maybe then he can still be asked. But my my claim is his position in the team is a bit shaky at this point. Yeah. For somebody who's played sixty five tests, he's not able to hold up the no. sort of numbers let, or the mm-hmm. critical innings. Okay, let, let me let me ask you my question in this way. I mean, I, 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 
does Pakistan as a team, uh, you know, as a captain, do they need a strategist or a tactician? Or do they need somebody like a fatherly figure, like we had Inzamam ul uh, Or uh, who was the other guy? Imran Khan. Imran Khan, right, yeah. Right approach. Yeah, Amr- Imran Khan or Wasim Akram, the, the senior guys. Is it, is it, is it more like, a, how do you say, expectation from the younger crop of players who expect a senior guy to be the captain? So even if you have a captain who is a younger guy, will a senior player uh, follow his... Uh, strategy and all these things so I think, or uh, does ego come in between, come, uh, in between there good question long one but I think you've summarized it well so because for me yes they are now a more professional outfit we've all heard stories of Pakistani teams being uh, having a lot of uh, groupism or uh, there being a lot of egos in the dressing teams room teams within groups within teams yeah. all these things but now they are more professionally drilled down what I like what if anything Mickey Arthur has brought into the team is a sense of accountability and professionalism mm. So going forward, you would expect, look, what Misbah was able to achieve. This was a father figure and a strategist to a limited amount. He was still a father figure, right? He was yeah. uncle yeah. to most of the people in the team, really. He played the age 41 or 42. 42, yeah. yeah. And he was good enough. Let's, let's not, and so was... You know, not an age is just a number. Exactly, he proved yeah. it. Yeah. So, look, you require another Misbah luck at this stage. Nobody else can no save the team right now because for me, that sort of calmness, mm. I don't care if there is another... Misbah like guy who's 35. They should bring him in, you say? They should bring him into this team. It, it's a it's a left field call. It's not a traditional call. It's something you're doing out of the blue. But they have they have had such success stories. Mm. And Misbah Ulhaq himself was brought back into the team to, as a stabilizing influence, right? And he was 34 when he made his way does back to matter, the test team. It does not matter. And they're strong people out there. They don't care. Age is, as you said, a number for them. So mm. do you have anybody who has 7, 8 years of captaincy now, captaincy experience? Can you bring this guy back? back. Otherwise, I don't see any viable alternatives in this team. Mm. Right? Fakhar Zaman can be the captain but I don't know if he has any... Again, Fakhar Zaman, Baba Razam and Shan Masood are three people who are up and coming. Mm. I think they still need a couple of years. I would say give them at least two more series. Baba Razam could be the captain after two more series if he has any captain's experience. But I think uh, Shan Masood has this... He's 29. I think he has this age also on his side and he has enough experience being in and out of the team he's played county cricket he's played this that he could be an option right so mm. a few things you could think of but for me really you need a father figure somebody mm. who's sort of it, authoritative it is, yeah somebody who can uh, who can lead by example but is wise enough in age that he sort of parks ego on the side with their ear and then uh, pull him aside and then have a word I don't see it happening I think there's a lot of calls for Mickey Arthur getting uh, Sacked, yes. Really? Yes, yes, that of course. Be sad, I, think. I listen to a few Pakistani cricket analyst shows. So, one is caught behind. It's uh, the game on hair that is done outside of the studios by the same people, Rashid Latif and the Noman Niyaz. They mm-hmm. are the people who do it. And they do it in a... Oh, he, he's the video. doctor guy. Yes, the, the doctor, doctor Noman Niyaz. He's, okay. he's very knowledgeable, he's very good. And mm-hmm. uh, he has a very strong opinion about Pakistani cricket. I think he's the right sort of person he's very there. passionate about it. And they hold a caught behind. It's a 20 minute, uh, even 17, 18 minute thing. That's on YouTube right now, caught behind. It's nice. In that, they're already calling for his head. Uh, but I would say, if possible, can you give Mickey Arthur six more months? So I think his tenure ends at the end of World Cup, like many coaches. Uh, can you give him six more months? Uh, more importantly, first of all, can you stop yourself from firing him already at the end of the South Africa series? Yeah, you shouldn't even talk about it. I, that's, that's my opinion, that mm. don't touch the setup until World Cup. If at all, give him a six-month extension because you don't have another father figure in that destroying room. 
Safras is keeping the bench warm because he himself has to pick himself up. Look, this might be a lease of life for Safras because there's nobody else there. Yeah. Safras, I believe, can be the father figure. He has the nose. He, he has a designated been, survivor. He could be the designated survivor. But I don't care. I don't care. But mm. either he picks his game up. Otherwise, I don't know of many keepers now. I, I, I don't want to say this, but I would like to draw a comparison uh, uh, between uh, Sarfraz now, Sarfraz Ahmed, mm. I think. Sarfraz Ahmed was yeah. from the 70s. Yeah. Yes. Sarfraz Ahmed and Tim Payne. Yes. Look, Tim Payne is a much more uh, stable character. And I yeah. think he's... Glowak is more pure for me. Yeah, okay. And he has... Look, he was always recognized as not a great batsman. He was not a Gilchrist batsman in Gilchrist mold. He was not. Mm. He was an adequate test okay. match keeper. Because his glove work was excellent. Yeah. And of course, he had enough captain's experience. Right? He was right there. Okay. Because he had a... Okay, he has experience. But I he was, so, the story goes, by the way, to quickly say, uh, Tim Payne was about to give up cricket one year before he became the captain of the Australian team. Literally. Is because so? he did not see a way back for him. And he was no spring chicken. He was in his 30s, if I'm not wrong. Right? Yeah, Early 30s. 30s. Mid-30s, yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, for me, it's a reasonable comparison. But I think Sarfraz inherited a much more younger and a fresher team. Let's not forget Sarfraz won them the Champions Trophy. Yeah, he did, yeah. Let's not forget that Sarfraz has won a couple of series in, uh, at home, at UAE. Mm. Right? And uh, look, they've done okay. The only thing is, in the test matches, their results are a bit lacking. Mm. So, I would say, uh, for now, if possible, let Sarfraz do the job, back him to the core. And uh, the, the professionalism and the accountability that Mickey Arthur is trying to install should be allowed to run its course. I think Misbah already started it with uh, Mickey Arthur. Mm. I would like this to see through. Even Wakar Nisdor had a wonderful job as a coach, second stint, I would say. Mm. I would like them to see it through. Mm. One one point that we I think missed in all this is we spoke a lot about Pakistan. We missed two important points from yeah, South Africa. Exactly. Yeah. Dale Stein. We have so much focused on Pakistan. Yeah, we forgot. I, I told you I like the team very yeah. much. Let's not go there. So in this case, Dale Stein's resurgence. Did you see his spells? No, not really. Good not God, not, he not was not. bowling one forty plus. Okay. That Stein of old, you know the the so rapier. He has venom back. Yes, I I really like what I saw. Even if it's short lived, even if it's a six month thing until the end of the World Cup, whatever you call it. Did we see the chainsaw back? Yeah, I don't remember the chainsaw. I don't think I saw every one of his celebrations. Okay. I, didn't, I did not see him take a wicket, but I saw some spells that or I heard, mm-hmm. I should say. And I saw he was 140 plus on the TV. It, this is excellent news. Make the most of him. I don't see him making much more than 500 wickets. I think in a year and a half or year, his body might break down again. He's 34, 35. Yeah, he's the greatest South African fast bowler now. He's overtaken Sean Pollock, which was yeah. no uh, mean feat, given yeah. that I think you were saying he's something. He's done it, done it in less uh, time, right? Of so course. Less number of uh, He's an attacking matches. weapon, right? He's yeah. a wicket taker out. And, and yeah, no, I think he was stuck on 400 wickets for about 41 months. So that's more than three years. That's what I read on Crick Info, to be honest. Yeah, that's quite something. So he took 41, so ma- 41 months to uh, get 22 wickets. I think there was one abortive comeback, and this is a good comeback. Yeah. I'm really happy. Because but, but you know something, before the series, I, I saw him play a couple of county games in England because I think he was doing his rehabilitation as well as getting up to speed. And when I saw him bowl, uh, I don't know which county he played, but I saw a couple of his uh, overs. And then I, I saw him uh, bowl and then he was bowling early 130s. Yeah. It yeah. was not really as fast. I think he was just letting his body come back to him. It's, it's, uh, no, it's I think 35... So I, he knows his body best. Look, he's, I think, also a very outdoors person. He's a hunter and a 
But I'm really surprised that he was bowling at one mid 140s again. Uh, 141, 142. That's good enough. I, look, with that guy, it's the venom he brings, right? It's yeah. not the pace. Even if he's 130 on the speed gun, mm. that attacking character and that uh, But intensity. It's, it's not just. It's also about grooming uh, the younger generation of uh, fast bowlers. Duane like Arbada and Duane Olivier and also Ngidi. Yeah. Ngidi, yes. For me, that guy has to come into the team at some point in time. He has to come into the picture. Even yeah. Ngidi. Yeah. So, so he, he, they need this mentor. I think if he yeah. plays alongside them for another one year at least, then uh, South Africa's bowling attack is going to be... Yeah, this is a good... Uh, Mouth-watering. Yeah, prospect. of course. Yeah. Look, they both, Pakistan and South Africa, apparently grow fastballers on trees. Fastballers on trees or whatever. But um, South Africa have lost a few. Marchand Redalanga and uh, all those people who went away with Kolpak deals. They can't afford to lose any more of those. I don't mm. care about the color of their skin. No. They need to learn from guys like Stein. Or Morna Malkul took an early retirement because of that, right? Another guy walked off. I forget his name. So, um, they can't lose any Kyle more. Kyle Abbott. Huh? Kyle, Kyle Abbott. Abbott. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, he just walked away because he couldn't get into the team because of these color politics or whatever you call it. I don't care about any of those things. Look, they have their quota system with a vision in mind. I would respect that at all costs. But these people, whoever they are, irrespective of their colors, need to see Stein in action and need to see... what he brings to the team even if it's an hour, if it's five tests over a year or six tests over a year uh, if you have to rest him over the yeah. in a three test series even 10 hours to, per day fine rest him over the third test of the series which the series is decided do that i think fast plus he has this uh, i think the vision he's clearly apparently i saw an article a while back i don't want to go away too far away from the discussion point mm-hmm. but he himself has mapped his own career out and this has been conveyed to the conveyor, conveyor of selectors off He says, after 2019 World Cup, I don't know how many tests I'll play. This is only 33, 34, but he's very clear. Uh, he has this foresight, yeah. right? And he's already sort of, let's say, anointed somebody who can take over, probably Dean Elgar, but we'll talk about that later. But he's, no, I don't see him getting into one-day side. No, 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 as a test match. Okay, so yeah, okay one, sorry, we're talking about test cricket. In the, in the one-day, uh, one-day actually, it'll be Queenie. Queenie and the cock. I think okay. he's, he's going to be the next guy, but uh, we'll leave that. So, at the end of the day... I think he has that foresight to make sure Stein is used in a very judicious way given that maybe he has 10 tests or 20 tests left in that body to get him to get maximum wickets and get that exposure to as many people in that bowling mm. squad as possible. No? I would like to see I would like to see um, Stein play 100 test matches. Me too man. I would like to see a lot of things. Will that happen? That would be great. No, but fast bowlers I think 100 is a bit of a stretch. They do. They do. These days with the Kalis played 160. But okay. uh, but he was not really an out and out fast bowler was All he? Alright. Donald didn't. Yeah, you're right. Probably. Yeah. You know, Michel Johnson didn't. You're right. You're right. No, those, they, they, they only play like 80 test matches, I think, max. The, those great West Indian quartet, I think they're all in 60s, average in 60s. 60 number of tests. Because that's all you have as a good fast bowler, right? I think that's what, I mean, just to take it away for a minute, I think Bumrah may play no more than 35 to 50 tests currently. With all the biomechanics involved in the way he bowls, he may not have that longevity mm. that many other bowlers bring. Let's not go too far away from style, Stein, but the other point I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is Hashim Amla. Yeah, he's back. Man, Ash is back. In the second innings, I was so happy to see that ballet footwork, you know, yeah. the, the, the old Hashim Amla, the wrists and the foot, yeah. where uh, the ball travels to the boundary so effortlessly off his bat. I'm really hoping this is a resurgence. I don't want him going away. It's the same story as Stein. I don't want him going away. No, I think he's just had a dip. He'll be back. It was a 10 tests dip. 10-12 tests dip where he had he was averaging 23 so he started during the Indian 2 then even before that. even before so the point is this guy was purely running on fumes I really hope he gets a 2nd, 3rd, 5th I don't care what number of wind 
and i really hope he's able to go another 5 to 8 tests mm. if you remove amla out of that innings out of that uh, lineup i don't see a banker in that lineup there amla is your banker you know dean elgar is gritty yeah what about markram markram is really good but he's not he has not played well this match uh, test match no, look i'll bring another he is an opener anyway so i'll bring another point about openers just yeah. shortly yeah. but let me finish this point sure, sure. amla yeah. needs to grind out another 10 to 12 tests mm. we need amla or south africa needs amla for another mm. 10 to 12 tests same as time we need one more person who steps in it could really rose has walked out i don't know who is the next uh, coming guy into the middle order the bauma bauma is good or don't okay. kaya kaya zondo kaya zondo also good kaya zondo is more of a one day guy i'm not okay i don't know who's the next the tevnus the brown he's a banker he's somebody who can play uh, another banker's role che pujara Mm-hmm. role for another 10 years down the line the only thing is he needs few more tests that's where amland comes in where he shows him the his work ethic his thinking process and sort of transfers that working knowledge yeah just you like dravid and pujara had it happens it has to happen yeah. i would say yeah. so i'm the same thing for me for both people stein as well as amla they have this crucial crucial role to perform when it comes to handing over to the next generation the baton, yeah. that hardcore thinking that they missed when smith walked out there was nobody to learn from him. no i think he was also a bit unexpected in nah he was his body was breaking down i think so you're right that's unfortunate but for me that that grudging the grudging over my dead body attitude that smith brought into that team he literally dragged them by holding them by the collar as far as let's not goal. forget he became captain of the team when he was 21 he ended a few careers i think yeah. they kalinan's career was assured out and closner closner was never out to play but look that happens in professional sport crucial closeness legacy is sealed so is kalinans i would say but anyway um at this point in time if we were to wrap up the series mm. where do you see the series going so it's a three test match series and where is the next match at now this one was centurion centurion i think they're going to blow fountain if i'm not wrong blow fountain that's uh, sean pollock's ground right yes the donald yeah, donald i think donald's donald's yeah. at the end of the day you see pakistan making a comeback they need uh, this mohammad abbas Mohammad Abbas will come back probably into the picture yeah. next test match. So who and do you see? And Philander is he coming back next match? It depends on him. It's I think you need a tough captain in Philander. I think we had a discussion off air. Yeah. So he needs to be pushed a little mm-hmm. and uh, he needs to get this uh he needs to get this some captain with a boot up his ass and saying come on man I wanted to go on the field I need you to win matches for me this is not working. Mm-hmm. He's a typical example 50 tests and he sort of he gives you 10 tests out of 10 tests a year he's only playing 7 or 8 because of Okay so okay let's so next one is at uh, Bloemfontein I'm still going to favor South Africa here I think they are a better balanced side uh, with Stein the question is this playing at full throttle Amir bowled wonderfully this test match the intensity he brought back this is the old Amir not uh, the 2011 Amir but at least the Amir who came back into the test matches after 5 years you know mm. I would love this guy to do a bit more he has everything Shahin Shafri the everything I've seen is wonderful yeah. that guy is the could be the next akram let's i'm touch wood i hope but i don't want to jinx it he's wonderful what what's his pace like is he bowling at 140 plus wow. he's 70 i don't know where they find these people i don't care oh my god he's bowling good right only thing is the now he's nearly 7 foot tall so he's he's going to bounce the hell out of 6 foot 5 whatever but i don't care yes it's you're right tall, yeah. very high yeah. and then the other thing and um, hasan ali bowled with a lot of heart if mohammad abbas comes in who goes out of the team yeah that's a good question is it, is it going to be four fast bowlers i don't think so i don't think i don't see them resting yasser shah no 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 right yasser probably has going to be then uh, it's going to be shahin shah afridi unfortunately you're right uh, that's my opinion 
Hasan Ali has this right-hander fast bowler and mm-hmm. uh, he's, that's his uh, modus operandi and then Shaheen Shah and Mohamed Amir are both left fast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say this is a new guy. He goes out. Mm-hmm. But I think do you see any tinkering with the rest of the team? Do you see something very drastic like Sarfraad Ahmed himself dropping himself? Mm-hmm. The no, captain does happen. this. No, I don't see that happening. I don't think that's going to happen. What about the middle order? They got a dressing down but do they retain their places? Asad Shafiq? Asad Ali is still the there. first match. I think they deserve another chance to be honest. I think... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know who the replacements are. So Babar Azam is okay. He'll play. Shan Masood will play. And Imam Ulhaq. These are the three upcoming. Azhar Ali is a bit of a doubt, do you think? Azhar Ali should play. He, should his play. 36 in the first innings was still very crucial for me. Okay. Right? So Imam Ulhaq will play. Will he's, play. He's, he's done good. He's done good. Last but he was hit on the lead, Lee, you remember? That's okay. I think... Uh, he was a bit dazed. Look, the Harris, the Marcus Harris, the Australian opener. Mm. He got hit twice. Twice by Bumbra. Yes. <laughs> so that's okay. That happens. And Fakhar look, Zaman you have to come out of it. And Fakhar Zaman has a very crucial role for me. Mm. He can be the Sehwag. Yeah. If he his mindset is good. Uh, whatever these people are telling him, I don't know. He, you have to encourage the T20 player within him to come out. It don't, doesn't matter which color clothing you're playing. Whack the ball. Because this guy has this... He can take, you, uh, take the match away from you in a session. Yeah. If he scores a quick 80... He gives him the ten, mass- 10 matches and then say, do your best. We'll see. We'll look at it at the end of 10 matches. Can you do no. that though? I don't know. We'll have to see. With Pakistan, it's a bit difficult, I think. I really hope so. This is what Mickey Arthur brings to the team. He's a taskmaster right here. Very hard taskmaster. Mm. So people like um, Sohel Khan lost his place in the team because he has not good in, in the last spell of the day. Wahab Riyaz lost his place Should in the team. Should they bring in Omar Akmal? <laughs> good God, no. no. I don't think he's ready yet. No. Uh, that, that's the other thing. I'll just quickly round up. It's a waste of talent though. He was very good. You need a Yunus Khan or a Mizbaul Haq grooming Umar Akmal for half a season, half a domestic season. Umar Akmal does not get a say in anything. Yunus Khan says he does or Mizbah says he does. That's it. Take the choice out of his hands. Yes, you will see a different Umar Akmal. Because Mizbah or Yunus have this both experience and the mental fortitude mm. to fight through this. And Yunus has, by the way, asked to take into his own hand two people. One is Umar Akmal, I forget the other one. Uh, uh, Ahmad Shahzad ah, the other okay. other meteoric star who is in a bit of a storm right so these both people he Yunus Khan has at some point in time asked PCB can I take them into my palm or into my hand or under my mentorship and I would like to see that their careers are not wasted this is the right man and I'm telling you that's why he comes in his, his mercurial Pathan nature that's good and genuinely good guy very good if you ever listen to him speak I mean come on I've heard enough interviews of this guy I've heard him talk before matches, after matches, as an analyst, he's a bit, uh, let's say, old school. Mm. And I think he's very devout, he's very he, very spiritual, and that's a strength that he brings. Single-mindedness. I don't care. if, you, mm. if That means if you do namaz five times a day, and if that gives you that kind of focus. This mm. is something I told you about Amla as well. Yeah, yeah. Peace he exudes. Dale Stein said. You know, I don't care how you get it. Yunus Khan has that with him. Uh, he would very much, uh, you know, being with him would very much benefit these two guys. Ahmad Shahzad and Umar Akmal. Let's uh, stop that for there. Otherwise, I'll go another half an hour. So, for now, this is good. I so, Blumfontein, I still expect South Africa. I, I think the series, if, uh, frankly, I would say, I see Pakistan struggling to avoid a whitewash. It's, it's, it's a bit early uh, to commit to this. I'm going to commit to it. The third one is at Joburg? If I'm not wrong, yes. Okay. Uh, they have reputation yes it's, it's from a what happened uh, this, uh, yeah. remember what happened with India yeah, yeah, exactly. the third test oh god yeah. so uh, earlier this year so I, let's see let's see I'm, I'm going to say India lost that series in one session in the first test match 
otherwise he could have been india series but they bounced back well in the third one it was a dead rubber i don't care yeah i am hoping pakistan will do the same thing otherwise it's going to be three nil yeah so that's my prediction what do you want to touch upon other topics of course so some of the other things we would like to talk i think we have a long uh, long talk session today so maybe uh, we'll skip a couple of them we'll go very uh, briefly over a couple so yeah, one thing is um, first Alistair of all alistair cook has been knighted so congrats to he's been created a knight of the realm deserved completely the fifth highest uh, test run scorer the highest for england and mm-hmm. i think as a captain he's done enough as a player he's brought a lot of quality to that team and uh, from their perspective look on the day he retired tenukar was made bharat ratna hmm if tendulkar deserves this from indian perspective so does alistair cook from mm-hmm. his own countries the adulation and the respect he has earned is well deserved this is yeah. my personal opinion and he never uh, i think he was always away from the limelight he was he's a farmer guy yeah, he goes yeah. hunting in his free time he goes sits on a, a tractor and this is no joke after his marriage him and his wife rode on a tractor back home from the church instead of a car <laughs> this is how cool and how old school he is and i love that and those uh, salt of the earth guys if i can use those terms they deserve the credit they should mm. deserve the recognition mm. and it's very much i read that he's the second uh, cricketer after botham or since botham to be knighted i think botham was knighted for his services to charity this guy purely deserves it on merit only the second guy ever british guy. cricketer british guy no 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 what about wg grace <laughs> i don't know i think he was very much anti establishment he would never have been knighted in his life no no yeah, so okay. we can go into history another day but since botham this is the second guy yeah. and he deserves it yeah right? truly this yeah. is the other thing is uh, we would like to offer condolences to uh, andrew strauss and his family we yeah. hear that his wife ruth uh, strauss has passed away yeah it's very unfortunate very young age of 46 lung yeah. cancer uh, two young children this is very very sad to hear yeah if we do remember that uh, he stepped down from his position at the england cricket board england wales cricket board yeah. to take some time out Uh, to spend well deserved if he were able to spend that one year with his wife yeah. it's very and i also read that um, she passed away in australia where her parents are could be yes so yes. so he kind of offered him some uh, solace that yeah. uh, he met her while playing in australia he was an upcoming actress if i'm not wrong and he was a uh, somebody on the fringes of yeah. the team yeah very uh, what i read about her in his autobiography he credits her for being it's a sad day for the for him and his family so our prayers and our thoughts are with them Okay just a couple of quick things one is i think uh, this is uh, something we can uh, store for another day we'll keep it quick today what do you think about the selection of the indian team uh, women's coach women's team coach and the selection process thereof i think powar was fired after a little bit of internal politics i think dan idolji openly spoke out that uh, there she was not happy she is one of the coa the team of coa appointed by the supreme mm. court to run bcci mm. i think she openly spoke about that uh, yeah i think the main issue here was that they didn't take uh, any um, opinion or advice from coa before appointing the coach is that right? really necessary is, is this not well okay it does come under the jurisdiction of the coa because they run their day to day affairs but but nothing against wv raman i think he may well be a deserved uh, no this is what i read yeah. the incumbent wv raman has been chosen well yeah I think she had a few points where one they were not consulted very much that's mm. okay so look there is a uh, autocratic structure or whatever a structure that runs this organization bureaucratic as what i was looking for <laughs> well it might have been a freudian slip let's leave it at that that's all right yeah. but um, it might have been they their input were probably not required look these are danadolji i don't know or this the other guy who's uh, i think he's a um, ceo guy yeah. the other guy that's on coa 
Ramchandra Guha stepped down. It's only two people here. So there... Is that Vinod Rai or somebody? Vinod Rai, exactly. Yeah. He's more of an executive guy. He has... I don't know how much... He's just an administrator. I don't know if he has any... Um, Look, background in cricket you know, was he a player you can be seeing on the mail about all the pe- process steps of the process what why do you need to know how the process is carried out i, I don't know if first of all i appreciate dan idolji speaking out about it in public mm. if it were my organization if i was a part of a board of directors let's say what you yeah. effectively represents i would take it up internally i would clarify and yeah. then speak or maybe she did it, it's a bit weird so don't wash your dirty linen in public agreed I think she's the second time she's doing it with Ravi Shastri's appointment she had something to say. No she she had something to say when Rame, Ramesh Pawar uh, was fired and then she brought up the issue about Ravi Shastri being appointed in a non um, judicial well, matter whatever it, it was. It, it was not non it was not extrajudicial. It was yeah. possibly. The look Kohli requested that Shastri's name be added to the list of income uh, list of prospective coaches and he sort of had a word with coach shastri and said look dude i would like you around i like the sort of and i see that there is some advantages to that there's nothing wrong ganguly recommended greg chapel be brought in or had greg chapel's uh, forward greg chapel's name look the indian professionalism revolution started with that guy he may have not rated ganguly well that it's something else sometimes captains are known to bring their own this happens everywhere when you when a big ceo takes over a company he brings his own staff his own managerial and his own bureaucratic stuff this happens and the captain is effectively the master of that ship of that team yeah, let's face it it's working uh, with uh, virat kohli and ravi shastri yeah, although I, i have been uh, i have opposed this you know uh, the way kumble was uh, i think kumble wanted uh, to leave already india yeah, because yeah indian cricket men's cricket team is not ready for a kumble yet i think he's he himself is too strong kohli is no less of a person no less of a strong person so yeah. uh, the the clashes were a bit probably and what but, so, uh, okay. but i think it's in the end it has all worked out so it's fine i think it, as long as the cricket indian team plays is good going yeah. forward sorry to interrupt going forward the if the women's cricket team's coach was replaced because of an internal rife or a strife within the team it is not good yeah. harman preet and mithali raj have to patch up their differences because neither of those are bigger than the team no but having said that sometimes mithali raj has to accept the fact that she was not in the team this can happen it's a captain and a coach uh, management structures decision and sometimes you have to accept it. it it happens and she wasn't the captain right look at how dhoni has handled his own emission and then re-entry into the t20 squad this is what i expect from a senior person i have always respected dhoni's nows he steps away a few seconds before he's pushed that's how you should be and look at how silent he entire he was in, in this entire process he had nothing to say either his quality and his people there are some people talking about it now that he didn't play domestic cricket uh, they would and they have a point of course how but can he walk right back in look that's a different topic i'm not yeah. even going well, to go there I mean, just 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 to bring a point i mean it's it's, it's, it's not a, always those about those people making uh, that point is absolutely right Yeah. he should have made himself available for one but, or two runs but he games. has a response for that he has said it's not fair to be questioned like that no i think it is fair i think it is absolutely fair but when you are not playing for the indian cricket team you can play for your uh, domestic teams because i keep telling you this example about amla and stein does it not apply to dhoni in my opinion right. it does it does yeah the same nows the same work ethic and uh, sort of preparation you bring into your game it has to translate to youngsters it has to be given to youngsters let them see mm. you know you're you're held on this pedestal that's fine but don't worry about it yeah. just be there man be around the squad 
mean just play a match or two if you will you're yeah. dhoni right yeah. so that's why i said my opinion on that is probably different because these people who are questioning are questioning it for the right of the indian cricket beat gavaskar i mean mahindra marnath i don't know who said it someone of these ex cricketers said it and maybe more of one more than one and i respect them for it because this guy is still contacted with the indian board and he can be asked to play uh, jharkhand's matches it's not wrong in my opinion because shami played eh? shami played for no, shami had to play because that's the role kumble has been uh, responsible for bringing in you have to play at least one match of that format to bring come back into the ma- team in the same format mm-hmm. this is a role almost mm-hmm. kumble has implemented mm-hmm. right that's good okay. so god forbid what happens if kohli has is injured out we'll yeah, see yeah he's back he has been a problem right we'll, we'll have to see how yeah. how that goes so anywho so going forward coming back to dan edulji i think watching the dirty linen is never a good idea i agree with you and uh, yeah uh, that's one point the other one is uh, well smith, smith and bancroft have come out and said uh, a few things about uh, how they well they have admitted to their culpability previously as well but they have more uh, said a bit about uh, their roles in the exact mm. uh, you know the event uh, the epicenter of the event and smith says it's his uh, responsibility that he could not stop it look look at the words very carefully he is not taking full uh, responsibility he is not the instigator is the meaning that i read between the lines well that's what he wants to say of course, of course. but he can't use those words he's trying to clean up his image look at what bankcraft has said bankcraft openly says warner instigated this and i did it <coughs> the most curious thing in this whole saga is warner said this piece what do you think about this i don't know uh, i have no idea why he's been keeping quiet I agree with this. Uh, Is he playing anywhere in domestic yes, cricket? Yes, he does. He does. He plays uh, for a T20 uh, tournament abroad in Canada, in Canada and everywhere else. But also in Australia, he's back playing the domestic, uh, the let's say the club scene. I think he's gone beyond that. He's, 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 he's put his put all this whole episode behind him now. One, I don't think he wants to bring it up. That's the whole point. That would be the wisest thing because there is no winner here. Now, but if if Smith and Bancroft are talking about this and if Smith does way, make his way back into the team there's going to be a bit of friction if Warner ends ah, that's the whole point yeah. Warner has the most to lose because in this whole you look they had uh, they sent a guy to do a accountability report or some such as soon as this happened yeah. uh, by the time the next test was done they had already interviewed these three people mm. and they came up with a report none of us know it has never been made public this report it won't be correct if I'm not wrong if I read between the lines right Warner is completely held responsible for this the moral or the ethical responsibility of getting this or stopping this falls with the captain and hence he has been penalized bancroft is penalized because he is the youngster in the team but he did not use his own common sense and say no i'm not so going to do it the main culprit here is warner look mm-hmm. and for me by keeping quiet he is doing the right thing the moment he speaks out there are no winners because i heard even a couple of i heard a few cricketing uh, commentators and cricketing pundits from australia and journalists speak about it and they feared warner may never come back into the team irrespective of what happens with smith and bancroft mm-hmm. by keeping quiet he's sending the right sort of a message to the australian public as well as the australian selectors right right one he's performing he's going and playing in the club scene which is the right thing to do he's building back his reputation up and his scores up right but the right thing here is he's keeping quiet whoever is counseling him maybe it's his wife they say his wife is a big influence stabilizing influence in his life the guy who punched or tried to punch root to who he is today let's say right so for me this is a good approach this is a good thing to do this is my opinion what do you think we'll see it we'll see what happens 
I think uh, maybe the right the story will come out. Yeah. So fifteen we'll years see. down the line, yeah, if, if, if at all he comes back in an autobiography or a biography, it'll be told. Maybe there'll be books written just about this by each of those people. This is what I expect, right? That's yeah. how you cash out your career. But this is the end of it for me. That he's keeping quiet, and if at all, look, I see all three of them. At least Bancroft is not a pick, automated pick. He's going to be. He's going to earn his way back the hard way. Mm. These two are automatic, automatic picks because of their pedigree and their experience. Correct? Yeah. Warner and Smith. For the own, the only way that they both can get back into the team is they show there is no friction there. That's why Warner is keeping quiet. Mm. And Smith may even inherit the captaincy. Warner never will in his career. This is guaranteed. Is my opinion. I'm not too sure about Smith though, but then again, we'll see. And we'll have to see how Payne goes. And Payne is also 33, 34, what you said. Who is the next guy there in that line? Usman Khawaja is the next guy. Do you s- they have two vice captains, right? They have Mitch Mars and then uh, Mitch Mars is not worth this position in the team. Will Australia look to appoint a fast bowler? If they do, I'm, I'm the happiest. No, because fast bowlers always. When was the last fast bowling Australian cricket captain? Okay, I can't. You know, I don't because I, I can't recall one. They always. I know there was one uh, West Indian, of course. We had Courtney Walsh. No, no, West Indians are there. Indians are there. Pakistan is sure, hmm. right? Everywhere else in the world. England, Bob Willis, I think, was the last. Was it? Okay. Yes, if I'm not wrong. Was there ever a fast bowling captain? I don't remember. So, there is, very rarely is what I'm going to say. They don't trust their fast bowlers to be captains. No, they, I think they have an issue with injuries. If some if they get injured, they have a long layoff, then who is going to take over the team? Right? That's the so, other thing. So, batsmen count uh, batsmen many ways. Batsmen or keeper, maybe. So, I would say, Usman Khawaja could be my pick going, it's a dark horse. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Sorry about that. So, we'll have to see. But with the Warner saga, I would say, I think I back Warner's decision to not talk about it. That's about it. Any other points you would like to discuss today? Um, yeah, Stephen Smith is playing in Bangladesh in the T20 league. I uh, thought he got disqualified. No, I think they put him back. Reinstated him. Reinstated. I had not read this. I see. And uh, to t- touch upon another point uh, regarding uh, the test match going on at MCG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read that um, we have about five minutes before the start. Good God. Uh, we spoke day five. <laughs> All right. And there was drizzle moments ago. But the How rain has stopped. But the rain has stopped and play will begin on time. Perfect. This is good news. Let's hope Indians are serious or are able to get a bit of luck, whatever it takes. In the next 30 minutes, mm. they wrap it up before the rain really strikes. Let's mm. hope because we are Indian fans. We've considered that earlier in the show. Okay. Good, good, good for the update. Thanks a lot. And thanks a lot for the chat, Kiri. It's been a wonderful experience. Uh, we'll have to see when this goes out. Likewise, likewise with me. Uh, I've never had a discussion about cricket uh, for such a long duration. Uh, we've had it, believe but, me. But never not, on record. Not a dedicated uh, session. Agreed. Like Agreed. This. Agreed. And it was more structured, I would say. I mean, the, we had some points to discuss, so we, we'll always come up with an agenda. Yes. Or you will, uh, of course. It was all your idea. Let's so. see if we can do it once a week or once every fortnight. Thanks a lot for the chat. And yeah. uh, thanks a lot for whoever that has taken a bit of time to listen to this. And if you're still listening... Uh, the end of the year happy new year happy new year and uh, have a prosperous 2019 best wishes and uh, ta-da thank you thanks a lot guys that's it from the answer Great podcast for now thanks and uh, listen to us again next time bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast